From the wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. Live here on the Soda Pod YouTube channel. Isha Jerome here, alongside the state of Hoppy, live again for you guys outside of a watch along. What's up, man? <laughs> that was just funny how you caught yourself there, kind of jumping mm -hmm. around in the the intro. But no, man, it's shit got a little heated yesterday. There's a lot going on between some of the stuff that happened in some of the college championship games. A lot of the rumors that are spiraling around different teams right now for the trade deadline. Um, I don't know. Twitter was a lot more lively than I expected it to be. And it's funny, I, I did watch quite a bit of hockey this weekend, caught most of the wild game, caught some Canucks action, um, just tuned into whatever NHL hockey was on yesterday as it was just an exciting day. I actually missed most of my UFC as I had some other things going on in the morning and it was about uh, all the way in England. So I caught up with that later at night, but I was off social media is what I'm trying to get out because I didn't want any of the UFC stuff spoiled. Um, so I didn't really... Usually I'm up to date with the the news, the trade talk, the the sports news, the breaking news because of Twitter. And because uh, I wasn't on Twitter yesterday, I felt offline, even though it was like <laughs> I was still available, you know, and I was messaging people. I was working and stuff. But like I would see the trades go down, you know, way later because I just really didn't want you know any of my UFC stuff spoiled. So I didn't have the same experience as Hoppy yesterday. Uh, obviously, Hoppy watching a lot of college hockey as well. Um, and we will get into some college hockey talk here. So we might as well run down the show right off the bat. Uh, if anyone's new to our YouTube channel, thank you for joining us here on this Sunday. Sundays, we go back and forth from doing a live two-hour live podcast taping, which we're totally interactive. And we will jump to the comments here momentarily. So if you're catching us on Twitter, move over to YouTube. The link uh, I just commented on the video. Move over to YouTube and join us in the live YouTube chat. Uh, every now and then we'll do a watch along too on Sunday, as well as we post a lot of clippings from our Soda Pod podcast feed so like and subscribe if you haven't already drop a comment we're totally interactive we'll get to them momentarily outlining the, the show though hoppy here in the first hour we'll talk we'll, we'll recap anyways the minnesota wild chicago blackhawks game and we'll get in to the trade landscape as we are going to be live for the next two hours talking mostly NHL trade. We'll, we'll sprinkle in some college stuff too, but as stuff happened, we're obviously going to talk about it here live. And this is all obviously leading up to tomorrow's big trade deadline Monday. So very Minnesota wild, very NHL trade talk heavy in this first hour. We will get to what we're drinking here uh, in a sec, and we will bring on a guest for this first hour too. In the later half of the first hour, uh, Nick Berlansky of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast and the Hockey Hotbed to cover the NHL landscape. In hour two, well, Hoppy, it's it's all things NCAA. Sorry, MNCAA here. Uh, what do we got on tap for hour two? Yeah, hour two, uh, like you said, a lot of recap on some pretty intense happenings in the championship games last night, but then breaking down here live what the reactions are to the brackets, which teams get in, which ones don't, who's matched up where, how Michigan is going to find a way to avoid Western Michigan for as long as possible because they're cowards, you know, the whole, the whole shebang. The whole nine years. So uh, if you're listening via the podcast, I mean, you'll have hour one and hour two separately. Obviously, hour one, more Minnesota and NHL related. Uh, hour two will be college hockey heavy. Uh, it's a comment driven live stream, though. So before we give a uh, shout out to our partners and crack some beer here, I just want to check out the live chat. You're Shane saying, hey, guys, just got back from the mall. What's up, Shane? Glad that you can join us here. Uh, yeah, we'll get into this, uh, Sean. But uh, Bemidji couldn't even win when they got a do over. 
Um, and we got a big comment here um, from Clap Bomb Hockey. I, I reposted this because he commented on a on a different uh, on a different video. But let's get into this right away, right? It's a comment driven live stream. We might as well get into it. It's hockey talk right off the bat here. We're live for two hours, Hoppy. Number one, he says McBain. I really want to keep, uh, but got something, but get something good for fuck's sakes. Number two, trade Fiala, get a center or good prospect. Three, Rask. <laughs> There's more to it, but for the, to save characters, uh, I, I just put the question mark. Um, for picking up one of Garland, Miller, Shen, Kerfoot, Dermot, or Comtois. That that's the. I mean, there's a lot there, Hoppy. So where do you want to run? Quite with? a bit there. Where do you want? Where do you want to run with? Uh, I mean, I think the McBain thing is pretty much set in stone, right? Like, oh, yeah. probably getting a second round pick. Don't really care where he goes, but that it's gonna happen. And it's, I don't think we're going to get much more. I mean, it's 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 a terrible a terrible situation, but it might work out in, for both for both ends, right? The Wild will get something from him, some, something of value for sure, and he can go play where he wants to play. Because let's be honest, there's no room for him on this roster, and he doesn't he doesn't want to play here. He's he's made it he's made it quite clear, and that's okay. It's mutual, I think. I, uh, I I don't agree though. I think there's room for him on the roster, unless he's just decided that the only role that he fits is the one that Eck has. Then I guess yeah. If if you really want to pigeonhole yourself, yeah. Well, I mean, you wanna you want to get to the highest level, but you want to be able to play your game at the highest level. I'd hope. Now, the ones who are more team focused and whatnot, they'll adapt, right? We've seen it before. We've seen skilled guys adapt to. I mean, Ryan Hart, Ella Ryan Hartman. Although this year it's a little different, but you know what I mean there. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, thanks for thanks for joining Clap Bomb. If you're if you're not live, or at least supporting us. I mean, he's one of the few who watch the video versions of the podcast on the YouTube you channel. Go. So we really really appreciate it. And by the way, I mean we're not a big YouTube channel by any means. So we really appreciate anyone dropping a like on the video, subscribing. If you're if you're watching us right now on Twitter, I mean, please jump on YouTube. It actually helps us out a little bit more. We're not going to be always broadcasting on Twitter, and we love the interactive portion of the show. Like we haven't even cracked a beer yet, and the comments are buzzing. We absolutely love it. This is what we want to see. Shane's saying I'm going to be taking a 30-minute break after I'm done my coffee. Shane, well, so drinking... you, what, what about you, though, Isha? You, we kind of skimmed over now the, the big piece of what Clapbomb had there. Yeah, Garland nor Miller are moving from the Vancouver Canucks. You're 100% sure of that? 100% sure. Ooh, all right, there's something for us to come up with there. Willing, um, willing, willing to throw down 100 USD on that battle. I don't one. want Shen or Kerfoot. And I'm not hey, sure. Shen's, Shen's actually pretty solid. He's I'm pleasantly care. surprised with uh, his last two years of the Vancouver Canucks, and he won two Stanley Cups before then, Hoppy. So you can't he, hate on he, the guy. He was, he was dragged to the finish line to win those cups. <laughs> you can't hate on the guy. I hate on him in the Toronto era of his career. Um, but uh he's he's fit into his eight hundred thousand a year role just fine. <laughs> what's the what's the contract status for Comtois? Because that could be that could be good, a good piece. That be a good piece. Uh, Derek, welcome. Uh, Derek used to be so active on our live streams back when we did it in our, our first season doing the Soda Pod together, Hoppy. We're back doing live streams now, and uh, Derek's back now. So in college hockey, find ways to let the Western teams eliminate each other. That's pretty much it. And Derek, getting into it. Meat on the bone right away. I'd sell, sell, sell if I'm the wild, especially with the price uh, that are happening out there, especially if you feel you can't extend number 22. I think you can maybe now look back at some pieces that you were like on the fence of moving because of the market. And I think the Vancouver Canucks are going to do that as well. Trade Horvat. Trade Horvat. But 
but I don't think anything crazy is going to happen here, Derek. And for me, I, it's interesting to watch the Fiala thing kind of boil out because it's not the same as, you know, like a hurdle, right? Where they had to have him signed. Otherwise, they were going to trade him. Yeah. Like Fiala, he's technically RFA. So, like, he doesn't have any control at the end of this year. You probably have more suitors with, you know, someone of that magnitude. Like, I agree with Derek. You can probably get more right now if the right fits there. But he's a piece that you can absolutely move before the draft. And that's fine. And maybe Garen hasn't decided yet. Doesn't know if this is a guy he wants to keep or plans on trading. So you get the rest of this year and you get the playoffs to see, hey, is he here or is he not? Yeah, no, absolutely. Again, we've said I've said this on, I think, the last two or three podcast episodes. I don't think Billy Garen should feel any pressure, even on the back end right now, because we've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly from the goaltending, and there's still some. There's still the last chunk of the season left, and I'm 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 very curious. Dare I say, excited to see if they can rise to you know what they what they showed in the earlier parts of the season. And hell, if you get maybe a veteran, acquire a veteran lower cost just to help out, just to be there. I don't know. It's I don't want to get into the the Mark Andre Fleury talk just yet, Hoppy, because I know that's uh, that's something we'll probably bring up when when Nick Berlansky joins us. But if you if, if the asking price for someone who's you know of that magnitude, who at one point was a very very good goalie in the National Hockey League, right now is that veteran, maybe a little long in the tooth. But if you have to pay a first round pick for that, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You run with what you have now. In my, it's, opinion. it's not even a matter of being worth it. It's more for me like. I I just rather if you're willing to trade that first round pick, there's such better ways we could use it. Yeah, um, we'll get to the Blackhawks game, you know, right away. So I'm gonna keep this comment up here because I just have to quickly get through some housekeeping notes and crack this beer. But we'll get right into the hockey talk here. See, there's more comments. We'll address them all. Don't worry. Just give us a couple minutes here. It's a comment-driven live stream. We absolutely love the interaction out of the bat. Just want to give a quick shout-out to our friends at 7th Avenue Pizza. Don't forget to try the meat sauce pizza, folks, because it freaking wails. Especially during the NCAA tournament, you need your beer. You need your 7th Ave Pizza. Follow them at 7th Avenue Pizza on all social media to stay current on where you can grab yours. Get you some 7th Ave, like Hoppy, today. Great That's job right. to take a bite right when it's your turn to read. Yeah, I couldn't hold it up and then not <laughs> take a bite. Uh, but no, we also have, of course, Northland Vodka. Everyone, you've probably seen by now, there's always a bottle signing coming up. Actually, I think there's a couple going on when you're here, Isha, so maybe we'll have to bounce around and try and find one. But Oh, 100%. Remember, they have handles now. Far more economical. Better purchase. Get the 175. Get Northland Vodka. Uh, Isha, what's your go-to mixer? What, what's like your vodka mix? Honestly, I don't mix much. I'm straight. Straight to the point. Straight down the gullet. Um, I don't have one. To be perfectly honest, I do not have a go-to mixer because I don't, I don't do mixed drinks often. My, the the only thing sometimes if I get a little crazy at the bar, whiskey sour, no egg whites. <laughs> That's it. So, sorry to disappoint you there with that with that answer. Yeah. Fresca is always good though. Fresca is always good. Fresca is so good. It's so good. <laughs> and for anyone, actually, I shouldn't even say this because it's so Vancouver Island, but like. At my high school hobby, there was only one vending machine, and all it had was Fresca. Really? That's it. 
that's it. So do they have school, different kinds of fresca? Or just no. Sans sans sugar, fucking fresca. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> uh, just a reminder, folks. Programming reminder before we jump right back to the comments. Talk about the Chicago Blackhawks game, and we even got some requests to talk some high school hockey again here. Hoppy, I see in the comments. So this oh, is going to be a fun one. We we. Thank everyone for joining. Again, if you're on Twitter right now, please, the link is in the comment on the video. Please jump over to YouTube so you can get interactive with us and we can read your comments. Uh, subscribe to the channel, like it. It just helps us out tremendously. If you support the podcast and follow us on social, I mean, this is our next social venture. Fuck Instagram. We're going YouTube, baby. We're going big time. Uh, reminder, every Tuesday, Judd's Buds, get your wild prospect fix on the Soda Pod YouTube channel and on the podcast feed every week. Wednesday, Hoppy and I will jump back on as we do Monday for a Soda Pod episode. Wednesday slot usually to feature some guests, or if there's a hockey event going on, we will address that. Thursday is our Minnesota Wild Collaboration podcast episode on our feed, and also the Brewery Travels podcast on its separate feed if you're a fan of craft beer. And then finally, every Friday, MNCAA College Heavy Hockey Talk, covering all D1 teams in the great state of Minnesota. As always, hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at the Soda Pod and uh, the podcast, the Soda Pod, the Twitter handle the youtube channel the entire hockey podcast network is uh, proudly powered by DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports use promo code thpn upon sign up for a bonus and if you're a regular user plug that promo code in for a weekly freaking deal let's go wild destroying the blackhawks let's get into it hoppy i'm to be completely honest man when it comes to that game I was seeing red and just so frustrated because both power play units had two defensemen on them. And I, I just couldn't get past it. <laughs> I don't understand it. I want someone to explain to me why that makes sense. Unless you're literally punting on your power plays and just saying, well, we don't want to give up uh, a shorty. Overall, wasn't the uh, the cleanest game from the one? Wasn't the most polished game? Yeah. They got it done, though. So destroying. I love the passion as a wild fan little bit of a stretch there but uh, the Blackhawks they didn't play a full 60 minutes they were streaky throughout that game yeah and it it was weird how it really stood out because I was at the game and just watching like the way that again Blackhawks aren't a good team but their forwards looked good like they just it's so much cleaner kind of like you said before right clean making tape-to-tape passes, knowing where people are, like actually setting something up in the offensive zone rather than just get it down to the other end and just yeah. clusterfuck, right? I just, like, man, it's it's frustrating to see the team not really, it's just not clicking right now. Like, they're not, not bad, they're just not, like, we know they can be better, and I don't know what's missing right now. Well, we saw it. We saw even a... Now I'm going to throw the term out mediocre because in comparison to how they're playing right now, at the beginning of the season, it wasn't perfect, but they came out playing pretty pretty good hockey. Right now, I guess, based on how they really ramped it up you know, after the, I guess, the first, let's say, quarter of the season, it, it's kind of mediocre. Now they're not, they're not playing that well. They're not clicking. They're not, they're not what they were right out of the gate, nor when they were obviously just buzzing. In that, I guess, to divide it up the season, of course, that second quarter of the season. So, I I I truly believe that they're gonna they're gonna come back and look like a unit again, play with a little bit more synergy. They may not end the season like you know at, at the top, like they were at their at their peak, but maybe maybe 
we see that in the first round of the playoffs. Maybe it comes out then because maybe it's just a maybe it's just a weird fucked up pattern right now this season. As I, I don't know, we we've seen peaks and valleys with team seasons before who've gone and done great things in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, it's just a very interesting season given how the roster is constructed, how good a lot of the players have been playing individually and and, and just quite frankly on the respected lines, and then how night and day the goalies have been playing. Um, let's get to a couple comments here before we, uh, well, before we bring on our first guest of the show and actually talk about what we're drinking. Um, this will actually give our, some time for our guest if he hasn't already to grab a beer or wine or something. Um, <laughs> I said, taking off his headphones and run into the fridge. Now I love it. Uh, Derek Felska, in my opinion, uh, the trade deadline is more often a path towards buyers remorse. Yeah. Overall, I, I agree. Poppy and I were actually talking about that just prior to the stream too. So, um, Derek's saying I like Fiala, but I think he's going to want eight million a season. I would want to keep him, but I think we'll hold on to an older, less important defenseman instead. <laughs> Honestly, eight million for Fiala. If that's if that is the price, try to make it happen. Uh, I think that's too much. Because the Canucks are thinking about paying Brock Besser more than eight, and Fiala. Let's be honest, is Almost twice the player Brock Besser is. That's aggressive. I said almost twice. That's he's, uh, so aggressive. <laughs> he's some sort of multiplication more. I dude, <laughs> I think eight's a lot for him. I do. With what he's done this season, you really don't you really don't think that that's fair? It's not a matter of fair. It's a matter of what you can do with your cap situation. Well, what adjust adjustments could they make to to realistically fit that contract in? Do you do you think? Uh, there's a lot of people that could be moved. I'm just not convinced any will. Um, and one that was uh, mentioned there, yeah, I was just going to get into this. Aaron, um, what up? Thank you for joining. Yeah, and uh, when you look at what just happened with fucking Hagel going to the Lightning, why don't you send a guy like Hartman? Like, I know that we're worried about cap flexibility and he's a good contract, but where does he fit on this team next year? Like he's not going to center line. the first line back yeah, on the so, fourth line. Right. So if he's on the fourth line, he's no longer of benefit to you as far as salary cap. Like he's actually costing double what a fourth liner should cost at that point. Yeah, but the wilds fourth line gets more minutes than a traditional fourth line. So that's a problem in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. When you're telling me you wouldn't take two firsts and two prospects for Ryan oh, Hartman. If that's the price, then yeah, that's, you run. That's old. what Hegel just fetched. And that's it's true. Not, it's not that much different. He's got the same term, same like cap certainty. And like, I like it for a team that's trying to win it this year. That's the kind of player that makes sense to move like that. But it won't happen. There's no way. But <laughs> I that, think it would uh... be very smart too because his position, the like where I thought he was going to slot next year, is actually very well being maintained right now by Greenway. He's actually been really good. Greenway has a breath of fresh air this year because we were so critical of him at the beginning of the season yeah. and last year and in the playoffs before. So yep. glad to see it all coming together. And, you know, credit to the line mates, credit to the, the coaching staff and, well, the coaching staff and the management for believing in him because the tools were, were always there and we saw them. It was just a matter of, and you say this for any prospect, any hockey player, putting him together consistently. And he's a bad motherfucker out there. Like, he is not easy to play with. Where early in his career, 
there were games where he where he kind of took nights off and he was easier to play. Now he's dirty dangles, monster hits. I mean, he's always after the whistle. Him and it's either him or Felino. They're getting into it, and you absolutely love it. Keith commenting here later would like to hear uh, thoughts on the the Minnesota high school state tournament. Um, we're gonna we hundred percent will touch on that, but probably an hour two. Hey, eh, Hoppy. Yeah, that's fine. So, Keith, uh, stick around. We absolutely love it. Uh, subscribe to the channel, like the video if you haven't already. Um, but if you can't hang around, come back and join us in, you know, about 40 minutes or so, and we'll get into it. And if you can't join us live, the videos will, well, this whole stream will be posted on the YouTube channel, so you can go and check it out. Or you can listen to the podcast, uh, Hour 2, of whatever number the next episode is. 2.55? Jeez. Something like that. Anyways, um... Derek, I love it. We'll, we'll get through the last of these here. We'll talk about what we're drinking, and then we'll bring on Nick Berlansky. Uh, other than uh, Hermantown, should move up to A. I thought it was a fantastic tournament. Class A was about as entertaining as you could want. Class double A. Double A, whatever. I knew you were going to say that. I'm like reading out A, and Hoppy's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Derek, 2-0 Iowa leads Manitoba with 8-12 left in the second period. Uh, That's perfect, too, for bringing in Berlansky because uh, Kalen Addison was just an absolute bomb for that second goal. Derek saying no reason to keep uh, Geezer Goligoski. He played good in the first half of the season. Um, Out there, I was in an... It was an annoying game. We made that for closer than it needed to be. We didn't destroy anything too picky passing up too many shots. Agreed. I, I had a hard time getting through that, Derek. I need new glasses, but agreed. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Berlansky's been waiting long enough. I'll be quickly. Let's let's uh, let's take a quick break. On the other side, we'll bring in Nick Berlansky. We'll crack some beers. We'll talk NHL trade deadline. We'll continue to take all of your comments here live on the Soda Stream here on the Soda Pod YouTube channel. If you're listening back to the podcast, we really appreciate it. Drop a five star review on itunes and apple Podcasts, and if you haven't already just jump on the youtube channel you don't need to watch the video again just just like it as it helps us out again a quick word from our friends at back channel brewing who have the best damn commercials out there and on the other side we'll bring on nick berlansky to talk nhl trade deadline rundown what we're drinking live here on the soda pod youtube channel let's talk about DraftKings. the beautiful DraftKings. just what a sponsor so let's talk about it. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. My God. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big two. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, number one, figure it out. You still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Do it right now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $100. 
$50 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome to the Bach Channel Brewing All Hockey Hair Team 3.0. Starting things off is Milton Biggs, but they actually call him Tiny because of that toothpick of a stick. I guess it's not about the size of the lumber, but how you swing it around the net, eh? First we had Goldie Goldthorpe, then we saw Ogie Oglethorpe, and now we've got Tommy Tomthorpe. Except nobody's afraid of Tommy Tomthorpe. Next we have the Tiger King's latest love interest, Meow. Joe Exotic actually found this elusive ice cat while on the prowl for a snow leopard. Next up is the hockey version of Michael Bolton. We know the man loves his woman, but he gives everything he's got for that grungy Seattle flow. Speaking of flow, this little spinorama should change her name to Farrah Flosset and maybe work on those hair flips a bit while you're at it. Lastly, at first glance it appears that we're getting a new age version of Carl Rocky, but that quickly fades after that one-footed drag stop. Intimidation erased. That concludes the 2022 All Hockey Hair Team. Good luck to all the state participants out there, and watch out for the Flonados and Hurricanes. The best And we are back live here on the SodaPod YouTube channel. If you're listening back to the podcast, we really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already subscribed to the channel, like the video. It helps us out tremendously. Live in hour one here, we have our first guest of the Soda Stream this Sunday, Nick Berlansky of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, the Hockey Hotbed, Someday a UFC podcast with me. How's it going, Nick? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. Excited to talk NHL trade deadline as we sweat out every single tweet that comes across the wire right now. Yeah, dude, I was just looking at your uh, Twitter account. You're tweeting out stuff that I didn't even know was happening. I, I should have like Trade Tracker on right now. I'm sure Hoppy does. You know, one of us has to be professional here on the live stream. But again, thank you so much for, for joining, my men. Uh, we talked Minnesota Wild. For those in the comments, we will address all the comments throughout this stream. We'll continue to talk. Uh, well, NHL and, and Minnesota Wild, obviously trade talk here with Nick Berlansky in the in the remainder of this first hour. Uh, we'll take your comments in the hour two as well, but the focus will be college hockey. We have a few guests there, and we will address some Minnesota high school hockey as well. So we'll take a break from just like a- addressing all the comments right away here as we talk with Nick, but please continue to get them in as we will uh, throw some fan and comment segments in throughout the rest of the show but without further ado nick uh let's get into it let's get into it trade deadline i mean how do you guys want to start do you want to start just like through the list you want to start with just some of the big ones do you want to start with what's literally happening right now i'm fine talking any of it I- i'm perfectly fine talking about claude Giroux getting a decent payment or brendan hagel getting everything oh but uh, either way I- i'm cool talking about anything that you guys want to talk about so let's go okay uh well, berlansky why don't you explain to wild fans what can happen come playoff time for a one mark andre Fleury? 
uh, he can completely shut down and all of your playoff hopes and dreams will be out the window. I know that we all think about, you know, his save in 2009 or his run with the Vegas Golden Knights in year one, but more often than not, Marc-Andre Fleury, who is obviously rumored to go to Minnesota as of right now, uh, he can shut down completely and just be abhorrently bad in the postseason. Yeah. And again, I, I love Fleury. I love him, right? Like you do too. You always oh, will. Yeah. But like, I'm sorry. It's a very Jekyll Hyde thing. And mm-hmm. everyone just sees the good and like just ignores that the bad has ever happened. With the exception of Jay Fresh, who just has all the integrity. No, well, he's just, he's he's straight facts. You can't get anything past him. I mean, most of us are blinded by that beautiful smile of Marc-Andre Fleury, but Jay Fresh sees right through the pearly whites and sees the stats as they are. And in the postseason, they haven't been all that great for Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> everyone also is blinded by the Stanley Cups, I think, That's as well. Too. Whether he, whether he... he, he I know what you're going to say, whether he won them or (laughs) not. not. But anyways, um, all right, well, let's talk with with what went down today. Because obviously everyone knows about what what went down on the weekend, and we'll and we'll we'll dissect those. Don't get me wrong, but uh, today, boys, um, what what's the most recent one? Was Vancouver in on something, or was it uh, Detroit? Okay, because I know the last trade I saw before jumping on the live stream here was uh, Troy Stetcher traded to L.A. from the uh, Detroit Red Wings, which. Love, love Troy Stetcher. Love that trade. Um, I'd, I'd rather see him try to get some minutes in in uh, <laughs> LA than rot in Detroit. But what's going down in Vancouver right now? Because all I saw was they acquired a defenseman. They got Travis Dermott from the Toronto Maple Leafs for a third round pick that wasn't even their third round pick. It was Winnipeg's third round pick this year. So that was a quick move that they made right there, okay. which kind of leans to a move that they could be making in the future with the Pittsburgh Penguins. But we can we can bite our tongues on that wait, a little wait, wait. bit. What are you but... talking about? What are you talking yeah, don't, about? Don't bite your tongue on that. Go. What are you, what are you talking about? When I'm looking at it, the all of the contention between the Vancouver Canucks and the Pittsburgh Penguins was the Canucks want John Marino. That's who they were looking at. That's the guy they want. They wanted a young defenseman between Top the four age defenseman. Of, yep, between the age of 20 and 25 with some time left on his contract. Now, Dermot, I don't know what his contract looks like, but he is that young defenseman. And if you don't get a John Marino, I think he'd be all right getting a guy like Dermot plus a guy like Pedersen. Then you have two defensemen that can play in your top six right away. So maybe that softens their stance on taking Pedersen instead of Marino in exchange for either Besser or Garland. You know, the, the rumors have been a plenty on that front, but maybe that softens their stance on taking only John Marino from the Pittsburgh Penguins. And we potentially see a deal done before the deadline. I, either way, I'm happy that the Canucks are going after defense because that is the the gaping hole on their roster. I mean, yeah, like depth scoring, any every team wants and needs depth scoring. That's that's like I feel like that's just like a tag problem for every team. Even yeah. even the elite teams want more <laughs> depth scoring, but like the Vancouver Canucks need defense. Like, yeah, they may have stomped the Flames a couple weeks ago after the Flames came back from their road trip and whatever, but the Flames made them look like what they really are last night, and that is bottom of the division not a playoff team mm-hmm. um so i think travis Dermond is, is a good move from the vancouver canucks and i would love to see marino as well if they could somehow snag him uh in there so hey i'm i'm all smiles right now and the wild haven't done anything <laughs> stupid they haven't traded a first for mark andre fleury yet so we're good so far we're so good far. boys so far we're good mm-hmm. the only um, other move that i did see today was toronto got mark giordano as well as somebody else from the kraken in exchange for a couple second round picks i think was the highest part of that package and okay. It was Colin Blackwell as well that went to Toronto. So those are the last two that I saw. Other than that, I I, I don't think there's been very much else. 
I, I like that. And everyone thought it was either Toronto, you know, Giordano's home, or the Calgary Flames, his home for many years. Yeah. Um, we talked about on the last podcast, Nick Hoppy and I, that like Giordano going back to the Flames could have been like good for them or, or bad for them, d- depending on like what his role was expected to be and what kind of he demanded as far as. I guess even just like respect or ears of the room. Hoppy brought up a good point that like maybe it, because it wasn't working on his way out that if Giordano was acquired by the Calgary Flames, maybe it just wouldn't work with everything that's going on right now and just them flipping the page. I don't think that was the reason why they didn't necessarily acquire him because they were in on him, but I think that this makes sense for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, I'm not sure how that would have worked with Calgary just because even though he did seem to leave on good terms, I know he didn't want to leave, but they kind of forced his way out. Whenever he had an interview, I don't remember who it was with from the athletic preseason. He said, as much as I didn't want to leave Calgary, I don't harbor any bad feelings. I had so many great memories in Calgary, and he was excited to to play for Seattle. So I didn't really expect him to go back to Calgary, but I don't think that door was completely closed. I think he fits really well with Toronto. I think they've needed a guy to kind of spearhead that defense. Obviously, Morgan Riley and Jake Muzzin have been trying to do that the last couple of years, but they need somebody else that can really just go in there Tell them what they need to get done. Somebody that can play the way that they need to play. And realistically, somebody else to be healthy come postseason. And if you're looking at strictly Toronto today, they lose Dermot, they gain Giordano. That's, you know, that's an addition anyway you see it. No, good, good points all around. All right, Hoppy, what else you want to get into? You throw out one that we can uh, start dissecting now. I mean, we have to get into Giroux, don't we? Like after seeing that was the some of ticket. the some of the returns that have been had, like did you expect a better return from Florida than what we saw? I really did, but I really thought that the Philadelphia Flyers. I mean, Chuck Fletcher. I don't know what he's doing. If he is still, he doesn't know what he's doing. No, Chuck it, Fletcher never knows what he's doing. Correct. After that wrist and move, I knew something stupid was coming out of <laughs> Philadelphia before the trade deadline. It just so happened to be that Claude Giroux, the franchise cornerstone, you get probably less for him than the Blackhawks got for Brandon Hagel. Like, come on, Chuck Fletcher. You can't say that they didn't have the pieces there. I mean, you did get Owen Tippett back, and I think that's a good piece. But realistically, you could have gotten a lot more for Claude Giroux, who is still a really talented player, and he's going to light it up, in my opinion, down, down in Florida. And I think Florida, to me, is now the favorite out of those two teams down there south. I think Florida has just edged out Tampa with that move, in my opinion. I am a big fan of the Hagel move, though. I think that's exactly what Tampa needed, and that's why they were willing to give up just such a stupid payment. Uh, Derek saying Panthers look ferocious, flurry, not worth it. We're more than just uh, a goaltender away from being a contender, in my opinion. Talk about the Minnesota Wild. Wholeheartedly agree, Derek. Uh, on, on the Panthers front, though, I mean, you said it, Nick. Like, Giroux on that team will get way easier matchups than he's ever had playing in Philadelphia. He's going to just, I'm. he's going to absolutely love it. He's going to be chilling on the beach, playing with, you know, a team that, it's been a few years since he's been on a team that's just been so dominant. Uh, now the favorites, like you said, I was surprised that uh, of what the trade was something that I, I'm going to ask you guys is Kevin BX on Sportsnet last night. I truly believe he was trolling, but when they were talking about this trade, he like starts looking shocked and he's like, I honestly don't know what you guys are talking about. He's like, you really don't think Owen Tippett is fair value in this trade. And, and like he, and he didn't, he didn't smile after anything. And I was like, come on, Kevin, like this has to be like textbook Kevin BX, but like, I don't know. I'm in the camp of like this. They could have, they could have gotten a lot more. The Philadelphia Flyers. 
I didn't see that from Bieksa, but it sounds like he was token on that Vancouver awesome grass or whatever when he, before he made that statement. I listen. Hey, he's Owen in Cali, Tickett's so great. they actually probably have better than than what we have. That's true. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. Owen Tippett is a nice prospect and all, but it's Claude Giroux, and you have to know, like the, the guy played his one thousandth game the other day. Like that's how much he means to Philadelphia. You're telling me that's all it took to pry him from the Philadelphia Flyers? I mean, Chuck Fletcher. I already said that he's going to get run out of that town at the end of the season. I mean, they've given him the blank check, Berlansky. They said, oh. hey, go ahead, do whatever you want. And sure as shit, he goes and first thing he does is signs Rasmus Ristolainen into an extension. <laughs> I mean, as somebody that follows the Penguins, don't get me wrong, I don't hate to see the Philadelphia Flyers make moves like that. But as somebody who tries to cover the league and likes to see parity in the league, that's not what I wanted to see. Like, I did not want to see Rasmus Ristolainen and always, you know, that signing happened. Then you see 55 different tweets of him running into the boards with nobody around him and body checking himself. And you're just thinking, okay, well, it can't get much worse than that. And then they trade Claude Giroux for a B-list prospect. So I honestly, it, it is what it is. I think it was a great move by Florida, especially since they cleared the space by sending Frankie Vitrano up to New York. But I still can't get over the fact that the Philadelphia Flyers are basically giving up. Uh, Sean Cosgrove saying, uh, didn't Drew only waive his no-move clause for the Panthers? Better offers came in from the Avs, the Bruins, so Fletcher didn't have much leverage. I did see that he would not waive it to go to the Rangers or Boston. I didn't see anything about the Avs. I thought he said that he would go to the Avs. But at the same exact time, what were the Avs going to send him? I don't know if they have a B-list prospect that, that Philadelphia would have wanted. They would have had no. better players, but, you know, Chuck yeah. Fletcher would have said, no, I don't want that. I want somebody that's going to be good in 10 years. Do you think he goes back to Philadelphia after this? I don't, I don't know. know. That's tough. It depends what happens, I feel like, in the postseason. I think he wants to. <laughs> if Chuck's out, he'll come back. <laughs> right, no shit. <laughs> um, okay, let's take a quick well, ho hockey – or sorry, Hobby, unless you have something to, to – Well, just because we mentioned the Rangers there a couple of times, Berlanski, I don't know if this one's made it to you yet, but – I'm hearing rumors that Phil Kessel might be going there, and that would ruin my life. No, that would. He's gonna would win be... another cup, but this time with the Rangers. I would have to give great <laughs> props to to Chris Drury if he pulled that one off. I mean, that's exactly what they need, though. They they I need that guy. So I, I think that would be a fantastic move on their point. And honestly, it makes almost too much sense. It, it does. It, you know, I, dude, I, it does. I, I don't want to see him come back to the Penguins because I don't think that's no, where it doesn't they make have sense a fit for him. Right but if he goes to the Rangers, could you imagine the Rangers-Penguins in the first round and it's Phil Kessel against the Pittsburgh Penguins? That's, I mean, that's Gary Bettman's dream. Look at that face. <laughs> <laughs> dude, props to the, yeah, props to the Rangers. They can pull that off. And I, for some reason, I feel like him and Gerard Gallant will just get along famously. Oh, yeah. and I'm not I'm not even being like facetious or anything like 100%. I feel like they'll just understand each other. Yeah, Gerard's going to look at him and be like, I know what you have to do to be successful. So just do it. And Phil's going to be like, yeah, OK, uh, I need a couple shifts off. I need to go to the back and eat a hot dog or something. <laughs> Gallant's like, we already got the hot dogs, but hey, G, you play any poker? <laughs> <laughs> it's New York, man. The hot dogs on the side of the road are unbelievable. That, no oh, shit. that Phil would be to go there. They're, yeah. they're going to bring in one of those hot dog carts to the locker room. Oh, guaranteed. yes. Smart. Dude, 
the guy that he just goes to every like every pregame is gonna get like he's gonna be so happy. He's gonna be tipped so oh. well. <laughs> no, the the hot dog cart that like finds a way to quasi sponsor Kessel oh, for his now we're talking in New York. They are going to pop off like crazy. Oh, well. So no. what you said that he doesn't make sense for Pittsburgh, which I agree. Who does? Like, who are you eyeing right now that you want besides what we already talked about with Vancouver potentially unfolding? It is a pipe dream, and I put it in an article for the simple reason that I needed to get that opinion out. But I really, it, it's not going to happen. I'd love to see the Penguins get Yanni Gord. I really Ooh. would. Ooh. If he was available from Seattle, which honestly, they like Yanni Gord. They deploy him as their second line center. They just gave Jared McCann a five-year extension. And this is the very early early antithesis of the Seattle crack. And they have Matty Beneers coming up next year. Maybe if you get, if you send them back and it came out from Shelby Cassessi, who's on KDK, a radio in Pittsburgh that listen, from what she's hearing, Ron Hextall is willing to give away a couple first round picks and a couple really big prospects to get the piece that he wants this year. If that's Yanni Gord, I'm doing it. I, I'm, I'm doing it right away. Like if you send around a, a first round pick, a second round pick, a goaltender for Seattle because they need him, one of Callie Klang or Joel Blomqvist, and then give him Poulain or Legere. Which one do you want? That's the package. If you mm -hmm. can pry away Yanni Gord from the Seattle Kraken, you do that every single day, especially with the way the arms race is starting to heat up in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, no, that, that's fair. The one that I've been eyeing too is, again, probably not happening, but Ricard Raquel just fits in so perfectly. Just makes so much sense for that second with, line. With the wild? Ricard Raquel fits no, in with the wild. Billy Guerin, make this trade now. For Pittsburgh, you idiot. No, I feel Hop like, oh, come on, Hoppy. You didn't get that? <laughs> we the, the only time I was on Twitter today I was know. when we were having that conversation. Come on. Come on. I can't. I can't even I can't even allow it. We've no. seen we've seen Raquel to Pittsburgh for a couple of years now. It feels to me like it's just a year or two too late. Like if you were yeah. gonna do it. You would have did it last year instead of Jeff Carter. I like, obviously, I love Jeff Carter, but it feels like it's a year too late for that. It feels like when they talk about giving away all these pieces, it doesn't feel like you would get Ricard Raquel back for that. That feels like a little bit of an overpayment for Raquel. So I don't know. I, I, I could see it, especially since we've seen him rumored and we saw him rumored last year, even when it was the two guys, obviously, Hextall and Burke were in there and they said, oh, yeah, we do like Raquel. They couldn't get it done last year. I, I think it's a year too late on that for me. Yeah, fair, fair. And uh, speaking of people that I've at least heard being linked to Pittsburgh pretty heavily, Billy G snatched one from you. He took Delorier. Like, what do you think yeah. about one Pittsburgh not getting him, and two the Wild getting him? I've never cheered more for Pittsburgh not to acquire a player than when they didn't get Nick Delorier. Not to say that he's a bad player at all, but I didn't want to see him in the Pittsburgh Penguins lineup. He fits much better in the in the Minnesota Wild lineup and in the Western Conference. There's a reason that if he was anything, it was when he was with the Anaheim Ducks. So he needs to be in the Western Conference. Is he a guy that I would like to see on the Penguins eventually? No, keep him away. Burn it with fire. Whatever trade deal that comes across for Nick Delorier, burn it with fire. That's not to say that he's going to fail in Minnesota. He has a chance there, but uh, there's a good chance that he's not going to really help much when it comes to going deep into playoffs. But he'll help more than Jordy Ben, so I'm all right with that deal personally. But yeah, Jesus, that, yeah that's, that's. I mean, it's not a bar topic. we want to set, but the bar has been set there, so it is what yeah, it is. Let's not let's not top that. Uh, what, Emotional damage. What are we like? If Seattle doesn't get at least one or two first round picks here at this trade deadline, like is that just a colossal failure for Francis? 
I think you have to look at Ron Francis then and say, what is your edge? Like, what is your angle? What is your plan yeah. if you didn't get a first-round pick in your first year and, and you didn't go all in for the playoff team this year? That's when we saw the expansion draft and said, okay, he's building for the future. He's building to try to get a nice, stable core, not necessarily to compete this year. And when, as the year's gone on, if you don't get a first-round pick in that first year when you already did that, I don't know what you're doing, and I'm kind of scared to see what he does do because, realistically, Ron Francis has always been a pretty decent GM. So if he doesn't get a first-round pick in this first year, I'm really curious to see what his plan is moving forward. Dude, he's been a decent GM until he's been with Seattle. <laughs> well, right. yeah, that's that's why I'm like, you have to wait for the other shooter drop, in my opinion. And we, I might be holding yeah. out longer than most people, but I feel like there has to be an edge with Ron Francis. And you would think so, right? But it's just one of those things where you assume, like, going into yeah. that, they got to be thinking about, the guys that they were, okay, who are we bringing in purely because we think we can flip them at the trade deadline, send them out to a playoff contender, whatever. Cause this, there's no way that this is the roster that he's looking at and being like, yeah, this is what we're building from. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just not good. <laughs> Let's not also forget that team would be a hell of a lot better. If Philip Grubauer wouldn't have just fallen off the face of the earth this season. Like the guy was a Vezina candidate last year. Dude, honestly, a credit where credit is due to Hop like Hoppy called that shit. Like just you were not sold at all. And I remember you talking about that. And like, not that I necessarily drank the Kool-Aid either, Nick. I was kind of indifferent. I'm like, well, he's a goalie, he's pretty good. Like, okay, I understand it. But I remember Hoppy, you were like ah, putting all your chips in this basket. This was not something that uh that you thought they were gonna do or that they should have done anyways. Especially when you look at what they did in the expansion draft, too, with like picking up capable goaltenders, right? Mm -hmm. Like going out and making a big long term commitment to a goalie that's like, let's not pretend that this is just an issue of him falling off a cliff this year. Dude has been an absolute band aid, and they mm -hmm. gave him big money for a long time. I, it made no sense to me. I didn't think he was going to be a world beater Vezina trophy caliber again, but I didn't think yeah. he'd be negative 27 goal save above expected. <laughs> I don't think like, anyone thought he, he's that. awful. <laughs> no, I didn't expect that either. And so. people in Minnesota are complaining about Cam Talbot. Well, they, they will until the end of time. <laughs> um, yeah. What other trades uh, should we, should we dissect uh, here, boys? When, any others that like just caught your eye, anything that raised your eyebrows? It's been really quiet this year. I mean, part of it's because there's so many teams up against the cap, and I understand that. So everybody's waiting to the last second to try to get a value. But realistically, it has been a very, very quiet deadline, which makes it easier for my sanity. It's a lot less to keep track of. But at the same time, it's not as fun. I mean, we just had the NBA trade deadline a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, that was so much fun, so much happening. And usually the NBA is more entertaining than the NHL deadline. But this one has been just, I mean, other than laughing at Chuck Fletcher, there hasn't really been much else to speak of. I would say that the two things that I've, I guess, noticed, first and foremost, Calgary's killing it. Made two oh, yeah. great moves, made them at the right time. I, I like that they added to Foley much prior to the deadline, but they it hurts. Just, it fucking hurts. It, they, they made great moves. I think that they're <laughs> really well equipped to go on a run. Um, and then the one for me that, seemed weird but that could pay big dividends lindholm mm -hmm. to boston that's yeah uh, yes that's a big boy move and i i don't think there's a great chance that he's there after this year but who knows maybe they'll find a way to move stuff around and shit when bergeron goes and plays for hughes up in montreal maybe uh maybe they got more space but 
I think Lindholm is such a good defenseman. Lindholm is going to be there for the long haul. He signed an eight-year extension. Oh, I missed that. Or they were working on an eight-year extension from last I saw. I thought oh, it was. Shit. I thought it was official. I'll have Jeez. to check it out. Well, oh. he is. Yeah, well, he is there too. That's how smart I am. Uh, how much, Derek's how much? Derek saying it it's up. also because the prices are so high, and people hope once a few deals are consummated, the price will come down. Yep, Hampus Lindholm, eight years, six point five per year. That's shit. That's a really that, good that's deal. That's a damn good deal. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, so he, wow. he'll be there for the long haul, which is good for them because they hey, needed Sweeney, a second defenseman. That's a damn good trade sign and look, well, trade and sign there, I guess. Oh, what, by the way, we didn't even get into it. Let's get into it right now. Quick, quick pause because I just saw the Vancouver Canucks trade Hamannick too. I didn't even, I didn't know oh, that. I just didn't think that really mattered. I, Ottawa. I mean, it, it doesn't, <laughs> but they, whatever. <laughs> they they need defense. So I'm like, oh, okay, you got well, a let, you let, got a you got a pick for a pending UFA and you send them to. Ottawa. So, I mean, you no, got something. A, a pending UFA who didn't report in the beginning of the season because he didn't want to get vaccinated and all this shit. So, you know what, Travis Hamannick? You were I with the Islanders. Like, good fucking riddance. See you later. <laughs> um, let's talk about what we're drinking. We're almost at the top of the hour. We're almost in our second hour here. But we've just been... The, the comments are buzzing right off the bat. The trade talk is buzzing. Nick's here. We, we I saw you sipping on some vino. So, I was like, oh shit, we didn't, even, we didn't dive into what we were drinking. So, uh, quick pause on the trade deadline talk. We will close out the hour uh, giving our final thoughts and uh, about what's what's to potentially come on Monday. So, a quick pivot though here for the hoppy hour. Uh, boys, where do you want to start? What are we drinking? Nick, you had some vino. What, what do you got in there? What do you got? Well, what kind of... I didn't even think about it because he caught me when I was leaving work. So I rushed home to make sure I was good to go for here. So I was drinking <laughs> bad, water. Then I realized, oh, wait, this is this is the soda pot. I can't just drink water. So I'm drinking some of my fiance's red raspberry Moscato from Tomasello Wineries. If, if I would have had more time, probably would have ran down to Port City Brewing, which is like two minutes away from my apartment. and would have grabbed something there. But instead, I'm drinking some wine tonight, some Moscato. Next time, I'll give you some more notice and there we'll, we go. Uh, we'll do it right. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Hoppy, what do you have on tap? Yeah, I've already been drinking it because I just knew you were going to keep talking and we weren't yeah. going to get back well, to it. Well, same, same here. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we have the last, well, second to last, I guess, because I'm drinking both of them. But of the care package from BC, we have Phillips Electric Unicorn. One of my personal favorites. Really cool can, obviously. Um, very, very different. Like, if you asked me what kind of beer this was i would not guess it's an ipa no Mm-mm. which it's a white ipa but like i don't know it's just i'm trying to put my finger on it this is more like almost like a belgian type beer that i'm getting but it's, well, it's 7.5 percent too so it's dangerous because it's, it's easy to, okay 6.5 it's easy to drink it is really easy drinking it's one that i definitely wouldn't have more than one of but i think one glass is good it's just a very like distinct flavor, but it is easy drinking. It's it's one of those where for me, like I just I loved it right off the right off the hop that I I <laughs> in university I'd go to parties, I'd bring like they don't sell twelves of them, so I'd bring two six packs, I'd crush I'd crush them all and be like I'd you know, I'd be the one who was like the the state of sloppy by the end of it because they hit <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of sugar and they hit you good with the, the little bit more percent there so that was like that was just my thing anyone knew that if isha was going hard on the unicorns it was going to be uh it was either gonna be a really fun night or a really bad night it, it is sugary but like i don't know you guys can laugh at me i guess but 
I literally, it, it tastes like glitter to me. And I don't know that <laughs> glitter has a taste, but that's just how it tastes. Hey, electric unicorn, the can's kind of flamboyant. I mean, maybe, maybe that's exactly what they were going for. I don't know. I always think of like seltzer as like static. So I guess static and glitter, you got all the taste there. Okay. Okay, uh, this is uh, this is a shout out to uh, to all the donkeys out there on hockey Twitter who have just absolute terrible takes. Uh, the nine donkeys of the apocalypse, Phillips' latest um, custom, I guess, exclusive run, celebrating their twenty years, brewing uh, the best damn beer in Vancouver Island. Awesome can art. It's a freaking atomic bomb strapped to a donkey. Um, what do we got here? Hot bombs away. It's a pity all destructive forces can't be this delicious. Hold on tight. This may leave some craters in your flavor bunker. Uh, this one's unbelievable. Everything you want in a double IPA. Um, 9%, which is why I've been stumbling my words through this segment, clearly, because I'm almost done this bad boy. Uh, Phillips Brewing, you've done it again. You've done it again. Unbelievable. Isha, a little uh, contradictory here, but... I'm reading where they're located, and there's two locations. No, there's the one true location. I'm I'm reading Victoria, BC, up. and Toronto, Ontario. They've expanded oh. to Toronto. Um, you want to know why like that's though? The other way around. You want to know why? <laughs> uh, they actually they are also a soda works company, so their pop is in Toronto, not necessarily their beer. Mm, sure. Um, yeah. Um, don't get Dylan started on the Phillips. He fucking hates their pop, but <laughs> okay then. But no ill will. I love Phillips Brewing. Um, I'm just I'm hoping they sponsor me the soda pot or something down the road. So no ill will towards uh, Phillips Brewing. I think I've only had one of their beers, which I I was honest in saying it just wasn't for me. But pretty much everything uh, I absolutely love. So there you go. Quick uh, hoppy hour. Just, just thrown into hour one here of the Soda Stream. I absolutely love it. A uh, shout to those joining us live. Um, we'll get to more of your comments here in a sec. I started one of yours, Sean, so we'll, we'll get into it. I, I promise. And Derek, thank you so much for the updates on Iowa on the Iowa game and the comments here. I know Shane's probably fucking just giving her on the treadmill. He'll be back in uh, an hour or two. Uh, if you haven't already, if you're just stumbling on the live stream here, if you're just watching our video on the Soda Pod YouTube channel, uh, subscribe to the channel, like the video, and check out our podcast. We have podcasts five days a week, every weekday on the Soda Pod. Uh, podcast feed. All right, boys. Um, final thoughts as we uh, as we start wrapping up the first hour here and this trade deadline segment. There's still a few big pieces out there that have been rumored to be moved. What do you think we see tomorrow on Monday? Do you think it's going to be a busy day? And what are some what are some pieces that you absolutely think are being moved? And what are some maybe surprises that that uh, that we may see? Nick, we'll start with you. I do think Garland to Pittsburgh gets done. Like ah, to start the off there, I, I think that does get done, especially because of the Dermot thing. I don't know. I might just be reading into it a little too much, but I feel like that deal does get done now that they have the defenseman they were looking for. Other than that, I think it's going to be a slow day, unfortunately. I know we're all going to be sitting with bated breath looking at Elliot Freeman, Darren Dreger. I don't know if the Bob Father will jump back in, but I think it's going to be a fairly slow day tomorrow. Hoppy, what say you? Oh, man. Uh, I, I do want to see Jim Rutherford just make shit happen. I don't know where, who, why, but it just doesn't feel like a trade deadline without him doing something. And, man, it, it's interesting to think just like 
the roller coaster that's been this year for the Vancouver Canucks, like being totally out of it, bringing in Bruce Boudreaux and being one of the hottest teams in hockey since players in and out of those trade discussions. Like at one point it was all but a sure thing that we were going to see JT Miller land somewhere. And now Isha will say that there's a 0% chance that he moves. Horvath moving before yeah. Garland too, by the way, Nick, just saying. Hey, why yeah, not both? Pittsburgh doesn't need him. <laughs> I didn't say Pittsburgh. I just said moving. But anyways. <laughs> but I don't know. There's <sighs> flurries. what I'm going to be sitting here waiting for. That's the one that's going <laughs> to put me over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. Derek. Uh, oh, Derek's chiming in too with the, the hoppy hour. Uh, Electric Mouse uh, APA nice. from Gravity Box Brewing. Um, yeah, we're familiar with Gravity Box. So there you go. There you go. Cheers to you, Derek. We got to bring you back on the podcast soon, my friend. It's been far, it's been far too long. Almost an entire season of hockey. I hope, by the way, Derek's football season went good. I know a little little late commenting on that, but uh, football coach there. So I hope you had a good season there, Derek. Uh, <laughs> every time Isha talks about Phillips, I keep thinking of the Phillips finest selection of booze uh, from Princeton, Minnesota. Nice. Only only you can comment on that, Hoppy. Do I look like someone that frequents Princeton? I have no idea where Princeton is. So exactly. <laughs> um, my final thoughts. I think like we're gonna see as far as like surprises, we're gonna see some like depth pieces move that we're all gonna raise our eyebrows at and be like, oh, didn't didn't see that coming, and then try to make sense of it on all our respective podcasts. I do not think the Vancouver Canucks are moving Connor Garland. They acquired him this year to be the second line winger. Why they would get rid of him, especially with with uh, Brock Besser, them not being able to sign Brock Besser. There's no way they're getting rid of Garland. Um, I think hot take from again just from Canucks perspective that Horvat is moved. Other than that, I don't I don't think anything happens really out of Vancouver. And overall throughout the day, I don't think. I'm on the same page as both of you guys. I don't think it's going to be the craziest trade deadline as the, the bigger pieces that we all were kind of watching. They've kind of already been moved and we're talking dating back to Toffoli, right? Like a few weeks, like a few weeks of the trades have already started, um, you know, two to three weeks ago, which I feel like every season we're starting to see more and more of it's less about just the day. Uh, the last thing I want to say is I'm pretty sure Bob McKenzie, the Bob father is coming out of his uh, retirement for, you know, he does like twice a year, once for once for the World Juniors, once for uh, for trade deadline, maybe even free agency in the summer. But I know he's been active on social media, so hopefully anyone who's firing up TSN or is on social media will be able to see uh, good old Bob McKenzie's appearance uh, for hockey again. Uh, with that being said, though, we'll, we'll let you go here, Nick, as we're nearing uh, our second hour and second half of the show. Before we let you go, though, sir, uh, plug away what you got coming up on your respected uh, projects, both on the Hockey Hotbed and the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Uh, we're just going to continue to talk about Penguins on tip of the iceberg. They're riding a nice two-game win streak here. So we'll see what they do this week. Got a couple games against Columbus and I believe also Buffalo. So we'll just follow those games, follow the trade deadline, and restart in hockey hotbed for the first time since the beginning of February. So excited to get back into that and really just break down everything that happens tomorrow. Even if it is one move, I will talk about it extensively on Tuesday's episode, the return episode of the Hockey Hotbed. It's the return of the Mac. No, it's the return of the Nick Berlansky, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Uh, Nick, th- thank you so much for joining. Um, really appreciate it. Next time, uh, we'll make sure you can properly shout out the, the brewery down the road. 
<laughs> yes, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> Nick Berlansky, Tip of the Iceberg Podcast, Hockey Hotbed Hobby. Before uh, we take a quick break and turn things over for hour two, just want to address this comment that uh, it's been it's been it's been waiting for a while. Uh, I saw the star feature on Streamyard. Now it's that'll keep us organized here when the streams start buzzing and we have a bunch of comments. Um, when we were on the trade talk for a while, um, he said if they trade Fiala for futures, couldn't they put Hartman on the wing? Uh, they absolutely could. I think that he's better served as a wing in general. I just wonder, is he the kind of guy that you want playing the opposite wing with Matt Boldy? Right? Like it, it's, if we can't keep Fiala, obviously we have a big hole to fill there regardless, but I don't know that Ryan Hartman is anywhere near that type of dynamic player that you kind of need to have with Matt Boldy. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, like, it's I, a good point. You could. Yeah. And I, and I look, we love Hartman here on this podcast. We absolutely do. Yeah. Like I, and his story too, just all around, like I uh, listening to his, his hit on Russo's podcast. He was unbelievable. Him just being so candid talking about how he just, he's a company man. He's a, he's a, he's a team guy. Like he's going to play for that crest. He's going to play for his teammates and he his ego is not big enough where it doesn't matter where in the lineup he plays and i respect him for that whether he's a minnesota wild player long term or not absolutely love uh ryan hartman uh before we go to break last two comments here derek felska and no it's not good booze they basically make the cheap generic booze but it's cheap and to and to some that's all that matters yeah shout out the lucky logger uh do you think the wild are going to be able to win over ben myers a win over Ben Myers, rather, or is he going to pass and go somewhere else? Hoppy, I mean, this this is this is close to home for you. Uh, I'm legally obligated to say that he'll absolutely sign here, uh, but no, I'm I'm worried that he probably won't. Just think very much in the elk of McBain, right? Like you can look and see what's in the pipeline at center. Like it'd be one thing if he could come in and play in the playoffs this year. I think that would be a totally different story, but. Looking long term, man, we, we're just missing him by like a year or two, right? It would have been great to have this guy one or two years ago, but he's probably going to look up and down and say there's somewhere else that I can go in and probably play quicker. So I don't know. And I mean, the reality is, if he goes to any team that's got playoff aspirations, why are they going to play him in the regular season at all if they can't play him in the playoffs? So yeah, he might he might be more inclined to land with a team that isn't going to make the playoffs. Good point. Good point. Um, we're going to take a quick break here. On the other side, uh, we're going to put the Minnesota Wild Talk on the shelf for a bit. Of course, if you all want to strike up a conversation about that, get your comments in before the show ends. We will 100% address them all. But on the other side, NCAA college hockey heavy as well as you know Minnesota high school hockey talk as we did have a request to talk about that a little bit um I believe it was from Kent or Keith if you're still in the chat please get your questions in we'll address all that here on the other side but a quick break a quick word again from our friends at back channel brewing and then we'll, we will be back here to talk all things hockey college hockey minnesota wild hockey high school hockey here on the soda pod youtube channel subscribe to the channel drop a like on the video it helps us out tremendously if you're viewing on twitter hey we really appreciate it but we won't be on twitter forever periscope it's no more you can't comment you can't interact so jump on our youtube channel subscribe like this video and jump in our live youtube chat we address all the comments it's a comment driven live stream and we really appreciate all those segments and the interaction here derek and everybody in the live chat here you made this show so much more 
enjoyable. So we really appreciate it. All right. With that being said, quick break on our end. We got to crack another beer. Quick word from our friends at Back Channel again, and then we'll get into some college hockey live here on the Soda Pod YouTube channel. 